We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And this past month of September, I've been having a really interesting series of shows which are all interconnected and interrelated through the ley line grids of the planet and the fact that these ley line grids are being activated, connecting through the crop circles, the megalithic structures, and the ley lines themselves. And my guest today, Kevin McMahon, has done some extraordinary work on piecing together the whole planetary grid. And he's going to give us some amazing uh, information today, which will hopefully blow your mind. So, Kevin, welcome to the show. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with everyone about this. So perhaps you uh, should give us a, a little bit of background as to how this all began for you and what, what triggered your interest and enthusiasm in this area. Well, I've been interested in geography and maps um, basically my whole life, and I even uh, minored in, in university in geography. And uh, so this was always in the background, landforms and how they relate to one another. And then um, early in the year, I saw this video by Scott Onstott called Secrets in Plain Sight, where he just lays out uh, all these remarkable um, number coincidences that tie in with the Great Pyramids, the size of the planets, the distance from the sun, the diameter of the sun, and on and on and on. It's really quite incredible, and it sort of blew my mind. Now, he uses Google Earth to uh, show a lot of different alignments that relate to these numbers and relate to something deeper that's going on. So I decided to start looking in Google Earth uh, back in February or so and and just started uncovering a whole bunch of stuff. It was amazing. So just, I'll just hold you there, Kevin, for a second because I had Scott on the show a few months ago, absolutely brilliant guy. And for anybody that hasn't been to his uh, website, secretsinplainsight.com, it's absolutely phenomenal. There's a, It's about a three-hour, 40-minute set of YouTubes which break down into 10-minute segments and he covers all of the major cities in the world and the landscapes, features, and structures in the streets, 
as Kevin said, in the dimensional connections, the numerology, it's, qu- it's quite remarkable. And I can understand why that might uh, inspire someone like yourself, Kevin, to get involved in this. So, so do check out uh, Scott's work. It's remarkable. And Kevin, you've sort of got a slightly different angle on what he's doing, but connected to it quite closely. Yes, that's right. So tell us, what you, what, how did the, when you started doing the Google Earth, what did you first discover? What happened first? Oh, well, what happened first was he talks about San Francisco and how it's laid out. Um, Treasure Island relates to other to the street grid of San Francisco in an Enneagram. And so I started there and draw a line to the Manitoba Legislative Building in Manitoba in Winnipeg and looked for um, anything interesting along the line and nothing really turned up. Then I found out that there was um, an obelisk on the border between the Canada and the United States at the Peace Arch. And um, this obelisk has obvious Egyptian symbology. And Scott's video woke me up to the fact that the, the ruling powers have been basically carrying forward uninterrupted since at least the time of Egypt and all the symbology, there's obelisks in Washington and New York and Paris and Mecca and the Vatican, for example. So this obelisk really like what's going on. And the peace arch lines up. If you draw a line from the peace arch to the Manitoba legislature, it legislative buildings, it lines right up with them. So um, I found out who made the peace arch and or no, I started looking for other peace monuments along the border of Canada and the United States because it's sort of like, whoa, this is this is odd. And uh, that's when I found the International Peace Garden and this line I had drawn from San Francisco to Manitoba legislative buildings passes right over the Peace Garden, and then so that, that just set me off. So let me just pause you for a moment. Then, so the International Peace Arch, you mean the one that's uh, just south of Vancouver on the west coast? That's right. Right. So, uh, so what you were doing there was seeing these links, and I did a show with Frank Elbo just a few weeks ago on the Winnipeg Legislature, which is without question designed as a perfect King Solomon's Temple, and it is de- in the dead center of North America, so it's like the hub of the wheel. And so you saw this connection to the Peace Arch on the West Coast connecting to the Legislature, and that then led you to the International Peace Gardens, which is in Manitoba or on the border of Manitoba and North Dakota, right? That's right. The International Peace Garden is kind of in the middle of nowhere, and it's quite a spectacular um, linear garden that there's been a lot of effort to create. So it's odd in that sense. And they have an auditorium that's shaped just like the Masonic Square and Compass symbol that's so famous. So this was all very interesting to me. So tell us a little bit about, about the design of, of the International Peace Garden and how it seems to reflect some of these uh, Masonic ideals. Um, okay, well, there's the obvious connection to the Masonic because of the um, compass and square-shaped building. Um, but there's also the Masons supposedly value the rising of the heliacal rising of Sirius, Yes. And so I found an alignment in the garden that uh, points right from the Peace Chapel uh, straight to where Sirius rises on the horizon. And it's marked by the, the layout of the garden. 
So that was another connection. And I was actually involved this year with the Heliacal Rising of, of Sirius. I actually saw it uh, in Victoria. It was on uh, around August the 7th when it came up about 4 o'clock in the morning before the sun. And that was very, very profoundly important to the Egyptians. And I think you, you mentioned to me off the air that there was an event, the actual Heliacal Rising of Sirius was observable on August the 11th at the International Peace Gardens and what actually happened on that day. That's the day that both the Masons had their annual general meeting and the Order of the Eastern Star, which is another is um, Freemasonry for women, basically, had their annual gener- general meeting on that day, on the Heliacal Rising of Sirius. Inside the buildings in the International Peace Garden? I don't know where they had it or exactly okay. what went on. Okay, okay. But um, they did have it there. Yeah. So the, the key thing is then we know that these uh, structures, as you say, the International Peace Garden has been built in the middle of nowhere. These structures are being built for very specific purposes on, the, on these alignments and these p- specific grid positions. So just expand the story out from the International Peace Garden where that leads us to. Right. Okay. So I noticed that the – so the – International Peace Garden, the design of the Linear Mall, is based on the Washington, uh, the National Wall in Washington, D.C. So I overlaid the National Mall over top of the Peace Garden and noticed that there's some alignments that um, a pentagram can be encoded over top of the Lincoln Memorial, which also corresponds to features in the International Peace Garden. And why this is significant is because out in the Pacific, there's two ridges of mountains, one that starts at the Big Island of Hawaii and trends off to the northwest, and the other that trends off to the northeast, starting from a point way out in the middle. And um, the line, if you extend a line from the International Peace Garden to, to in between these two ridges in the Pacific, it goes off at an angle of 18 degrees off of the border between the United States and Canada, which turns out to bisect a pentagram in half. Well, that's bisect, yeah. So tell us a bit more about these pentagrams and what that's all about. So, um, okay, so these two ridges and this angle being marked by um, landscapes in the garden, I noticed that... uh, they form an angle out in the Pacific that inscribe a pentagon that has sides of 3,333 kilometers on each side. And so when I extended this grid to the, into a series of great circles, it wraps around the world and basically outlines the shapes of continents and other major landscape features. So, so using straight mathematics, geometry and mathematics, you're looking at these pentagrams, but you're also looking at how they fit with natural landscape features on the planet itself. That's right. And the, um, so the interesting thing about this is that it lines up with the Peace Garden, but it also, um, if you bisect it in the other direction, it lines up with the pyramids in Giza. So there's a connection to Egypt at the International Peace Garden, and then via this pentagram in this pentagram grid centered in the Pacific, 
it's also connected to the pyramids in, Gij- in Giza. So with this Masonic uh, connection then, going back to the Heliacal Rising of Sirius, which was to do with Egypt, then obviously the, this Masonic uh, work that's being done connects back into the Giza Plateau in Egypt itself through these ley lines. Apparently so. And how does, uh, you mentioned pentagrams, how does the Pentagon fit into this? Well, you mean the Pentagon in Washington? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the Pentagon War Headquarters, as I like to call it, is, is at the center of another pentagram grid that I discovered in the same fashion. Um, as, when I laid out the first one in the Pacific, and it highlighted various landscape features around the Earth, there was lots that didn't line up with the grid, which was kind of unsatisfying, right? Because I'd like to have a complete answer. <laughs> and, then, and then one day uh, I noticed, a, uh, I decided to draw lines from the center of the, of the Pentagon out. And I noticed a, another feature that was 3,333 3, kilometers long, which is one twelfth of the Earth's circumference, I should note, um, that basically pointed the way to another pentagram grid that is centered right on Washington, D.C. And so when I did all the great circles to that same grid, uh, it pointed to a whole other series of landforms that line up with it. Continents and islands and the Great Lakes really uh, are really highlighted by this grid, for example. So, so what we've got here, uh, Kevin, is a, is a combination of natural features and man-made features. What's your sense of what, what this is all about? What's, what is it, what's it for? Well, um, I suspect that, the, uh, of, that there's earth energies that the land responds to. And so the shaping of the continents is not quite exactly what they've been telling you throughout your schooling. Um, <laughs> and that it, it more corresponds to some fundamental geometry um, energy of some, of some sort. And that what I suspect they're doing by building monuments at particular lo- locations and things is that it's kind of like acupuncture on the human body where you put in needles at specific energy points and you're able to influence the entire energy grid of the body. So I think by doing the same thing with the earth, they're able to have an influence on these earth energies. That's a neat description, Kevin. And, I'm, and actually, I'm going to make a comment myself on that because one of the things I've become aware of in, in just this last few months is that these lines are absolutely being activated. And if you put a, a needle into the right point, then you're going to activate that particular line, which then goes out across the planet. And we'll talk a little bit more specifically after this next break about some of these great circles that you have uh, identified. But for our listeners, it's really important to understand that this process is actually alive and activating as we speak. And this is all gearing towards this uh, second half of uh, 2012, towards this, I believe, explosion of uh, light that is about to take place. So we'll return with uh, Kevin McMahon in a moment after our first break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M TV dot com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I just want to remind you to go to my own website, www.petertung.com. My October newsletter will be on its way, if it's not already out, uh, in the next little while. And also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com, having just returned from a sacred site trip to France and the UK. There will be lots to talk about on the show, actually, tomorrow evening at 5.30 uh, October the 4th. So please go to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. Having me today, Kevin McMahon, who's given us a fascinating insight into the natural ley line grids that run across the planet and some of the man made um, megalithic structures and just standard, apparently standard looking buildings that have been built in very specific locations to in some way interact with these ley lines, um, which we'll, we'll come back to uh, talk about how that is being done shortly. But before we go any further, Kevin, why don't you just tell us about uh, some specific uh, ley line great circles. The great circles are the lines that run all the way around the planet. So just tell us a little bit about what you've discovered there. Well, I'd like to draw attention to, um, okay, so there's a pentagram grid that uh, the continents seem to conform to, like I talked about, but there's also other energy lines that appear to to exist that, I, that I'm not sure of the geometry of. For example, there's one that runs through Victoria to Isla de Sol in Lake Titicaca that um, geology conforms to that, but it doesn't fit into any of the grid patterns I've noticed. So 
I want to talk about the, there's a great circle that the International Peace Garden and this pyramid in Astana, Kazakhstan, the Palace of Peace and Reconciliation, which is um, also called the, the Peace Pyramid. Uh, there's a great circle that runs through both of these monuments and it just it displays some remarkable remarkable distances if you travel around the planet. Now, I just want to note that the Palace of Peace and Reconciliation, the all the leaders of the world religions gather there once every three years um, to coordinate their efforts. And the Peace Pyramid was actually constructed to host this gathering. So on one end, you have the Peace Garden. On the other end, you have the Peace Pyramid. And the two of them, like I say, form this, this line around the world. So there's these distances. If you go from the Peace Pyramid along this line to the edge of the Indian continent, it's 4,444 kilometers. You go across the Indian Ocean to Antarctica, 8,765 kilometers. Across Antarctica on this line, 4,444. Across the Pacific, along this line, 9,999 kilometers. And then, uh, to, then from the edge of Mexico to the International Peace Garden is 3,456 kilometers. And finally, from the Peace Garden to the Peace Pyramid is 8,880 kilometers. So this is um, just a remarkable coincidence that this line exists and marks out these distances so exactly. And are there some golden mean ratio parts to it? Yes. And so if you look at, at each of the segments on the land and probably underneath the ocean, although um, Google Earth doesn't reveal features at the points, there's golden ratio distances on the lines. Um, for example, the Mexico line that goes from the edge of the continent to the International Peace Garden at um, within two kilometers of the five point is the Mexico-U.S. border on the Rio Grande. If you take the one in India, the five points along the 4,444-kilometer line, it is the Himalayan mountains curve right up into the five point and curve around it. The one across Antarctica, if you look at it, there's a prominent ridge of mountains that marks the edge of the continent at that point. And... Then the one in between the International Peace Garden and the Peace Pyramid, at the five point, there's an um, archipelago of islands that uh, is 1,600, no, 16,134 square kilometers, which is almost exactly five times 10,000. And it, it continues from there, but it's hard to describe in voice. It's easier to get an, an image of it. So in that, in that regard, uh, Kevin, just tell us where people can go to actually view and see the work that you've done um, so that they can actually follow this. Yes, they can go to peacegardensecrets.com and, and all the videos are on the website there and there's a blog and whatnot. And not only do you demonstrate these, these lines, but you also explain, I'm, I remember in one of those YouTubes, how you actually came to these conclusions by drawing these pentagramic structures. That's right. And um, I actually include the Google Earth data on the website for people if they want to 
investigate further on their own and see for themselves. That's the beauty of this research is that anybody can confirm for themselves exactly what I found or offer me feedback about where I've made some assumptions that might be in error. So again, the building of this peace pyramid in Kazakhstan that doesn't seem the most obvious and natural place for it to occur. So again, it would appear that this peace pyramid has got a very specific energetic connection into this great circle. Yeah, and it, it connects back to Egypt as well in that it's, um, there's, a, there's a linear mall. They, they create these linear malls like the National Wall, Mall in Washington that people might be most familiar with. And so the International Peace Garden, like I said, is designed based on that. And the Peace Pyramid is at one end of, of a, an amazing, spectacular mall. Um, and the other end of it is exactly 4,444,444 yards from the closest corner of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Scott Onstott found that one out. So here you have this distance, 8,880 kilometers between the two peace landmarks. And then the Kazakhstan landmark happens to be 4444444. So, and plus the distance across India is 4444. So there's all these resonances. And I've just learned actually that there's um, a, a pyramid being built in, and it may or may not uh, be part of your work, but in Tomsk in uh, Siberia, which is also in the center of Russia, that an individual has actually built a quartz pyramid right in, in that spot there in the center of Russia. And it seems to me that these these hubs of the wheels within these countries and these continents and these sort of dead centers, uh, like, like in Winnipeg, like in the Giza Plateau, um, like in Kazakhstan, that these hubs are deliberately set there to be activated at this time. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about being activated at this time, but they're definitely deliberately set there, and <laughs> it seems to be, yeah, it seems to be that they're, yeah. It's hard to comment on it, really. <laughs> well, I, I, I just know from, uh, from the work that I'm doing that, that this, is, this is happening, and just from other, other guests that I've had. And, and the neat thing is everybody has their own piece of the puzzle, which is now, it feels to me, really beginning to, to come together. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about um, fractals and how they play into this, because I'm sure they do. Well, um, the, the pentagram itself is... Uh, fractals are, if people are familiar with it, is things repeating at different scales where the shapes are, are the same at a small scale and at a much larger scale. So, for example, um, a coastline. If you zoom in on a coastline, it'll have a certain amount of jaggedness, and you zoom in more, and the jaggedness will repeat itself. Or um, the shape, I'm not going to try and get in too many examples. But how it relates to sacred geometry in this case is that the pentagram repeats. If you draw a pentagram, the inside forms a pentagon, and then you can draw another pentagram within the pentagon. And you can continue this all the way down in scale to as small as you'd like to go and all the way up in scale as large as you'd like to go. Uh, well, although on a globe, it's, it's limited by the shape of the sphere. So anyhow, so this... These two grids that I discovered um, in the Pacific and centered on the Pentagon near Washington, D.C., there's a, 
a series of at least four nested pentagrams that each one of those has is related to the structures of the continents and the physical geography. Uh, in the case of the Washington one, and I, the Pacific one, I can't tell at smaller scales because Google Earth doesn't have the ocean topography underneath. But in the case of the Washington one, the um, Potomac River follows the pentagram all the way in as it scales down through all the different fractal pentagrams, like it twists and turns following each of the pentagrams all the way in to the Pentagon and then all the way out again as it extends north from Washington, D.C. So th there's this really interesting uh, natural tendency to for natural features of the Earth to follow these geomet geometric patterns then. Exactly. It seems so. Isn't that neat? <laughs> <laughs> it, it blows me away, to be quite honest. And, and so I, I'd like to just um, tie this back to the 9-11. Uh, I just want to talk about that great circle line through the Peace Garden and the Peace Pyramid again for, for a second, because the... Because phi, if people are familiar, is intimately related to the, to the pentagram. In fact, like the pentagrams is based on the phi, the golden ratio. And so what I discovered is when I turned on my pentagram grids in Washington and in the Pacific, it intersects this line that goes around the world at, at all these key points along the line. So... It ties, which is highly unlikely if you calculate the, the probability of it, extremely unlikely, just in astronomical odds against it happening with these two grids inter intersecting in so many places. And so what do you conclude about that? Um, I, <laughs> well... Just that this this uh, this line seems to be very important between the Peace Pyramid and the International Peace Garden, because it it ties together both the the pentagram grids and the monuments that have been built along that other line, and it also ties into the Great Pyramid and into Washington D.C. So there's this control group structure that's been in place since at least the time of the pyramids, and now is centered in in Washington. And it all ties together through this grid and this great circle line through the peace monuments. Kevin, we're coming up to our second break, which we'll take now. We'll return with Kevin McMahon after the break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. 
Gaim TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Just like to uh, thank and mention our sponsors for this series of shows. GaiamTV.com, G-A-I-A-M-T-V.com, to help you open your mind, awaken your spirit, original interviews with great visionaries, the world's finest online, first and finest online video library devoted to supporting your awakening journey. There is uh, the opportunity to have a free 10-day trial if you simply click on the banner on the host page for the show, and then you can uh, take your 10-day free trial with Gaiam TV and see how you feel about some of the wonderful uh, masters of spirituality that they have on this series of shows. www.gaiamtv.com. I have with me today Kevin McMahon, who's giving us a really interesting insight into the grid structures on the planet, the ley lines, and the great circles. And Kevin, you mentioned uh, just now, in, just before the break, what you called the 9-11 Great Circle. So could you just tell us why it's called the 9-11 Great Circle? Okay, well, when I looked, when I, if you look at the distances along the line that I mentioned, um, 9-9-9-9 and 4-4-4-4, for example, they're, di- they're divisible by 1-1-1-1. So... Immediately, you have 9999 kilometers times uh, is equal to 9 times 1111 kilometers. So that sort of piqued my interest a little bit. And then if you look at these other odd distances, 3456 kilometers plus 8765 kilometers, which are two other segments on the line, you add those together and they equal 1221 uh, kilometers which is 1111 times 11. So you have one segment that's 9 times 1111, and then you have another division that's 11 times 1111. So um, this, this is meaningful because at the International Peace Garden, which is a point on the line that divides the entire Great Circle into a two-thirds on one side, and one third on the other side, so uh, 0.333 and 0.666 of the line, there's a memorial, a 9-11 memorial, 
where they have actual girders from the World Trade Centers that were brought down on September 11, 2001. So, so you are uh, suggesting then that this 9-11 Great Circle is connected to the actual 9-11 event that took place in New York and Washington? Uh, yes. <laughs> Strangely enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, the only... I, I, yeah, I'm just putting some facts out there about it and... Uh, and it just so happens that they have this significant memorial there. And inside the garden, the memorial is 1,111 feet from the Peace Chapel. At the same time, it's 11,111 inches from the Peace Towers. So there's two major landmarks in the garden that are uh, repeating one's distance from the 9-11 memorial. And the whole line is all about the repeating ones, and it's about 9 and 11. So that's quite a coincidence. So is your sense that, and I'm just asking you without not asking you for any evidence or anything, but is your sense that these measurements within the man-made structures have been deliberately and consciously done, or do you think it's been done unconsciously? Oh, I... I don't know. It it could be either. Um, it's if it's consciously done, then nine eleven's just so much more of an inside job than I thought it was. It just goes so much deeper. It uh, it's amazing. And if it's if it's unconscious, then that goes even deeper. <laughs> so it it's uh it's it's just so remarkable. I've certainly discovered in the landscape zodiac work that we're we're doing in Victoria that some some of the remarkable synchronicities that we've uncovered are consciously deliberately done, and some people had no clue what they were doing or why they did it, but it's still fitted into the picture. So it's probably a combination of both. But as you say, for this to be happening unconsciously, for people to do such precise measurements and work, then there's something else going on within human uh, awareness, isn't there, or lack of <laughs> human development or conditioning or whatever. Yeah, if it's unconscious, we're dancing to a tune that is, it, it just boggles my mind. <laughs> I, I, have, I can hardly even comment on it. So let's talk about what we know is a deliberate uh, aspect of this, which is harp, where, right. again, people believe that uh, harp is set up to keep control over humanity and keep us uh, dumbed down. Have you looked at harp and how it fits into your structure? Well, um, harp is a, a grid of, um, I'm not sure, I think there's 20 different um, harp installations around the world now, but the most famous one is, is in Alaska. And when I looked at the, how it relates to the Pacific pentagram, the giant one in the Pacific, it's right at um, the relate, okay, the distance from harp to the Big Island of Hawaii versus the distance from Harp to the northwest corner of the apex of the pentagram is a phi relationship. So it's related to the pentagram in that it's at a phi relationship and the pentagram itself is all based on phi. So that was quite suspicious to me. So again, if, 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 if low-frequency vibrations are being sent out by harp, then it's quite feasible that they're using this grid 
to keep the energies down, as it were, to keep the uh, frequency vibrations at lower levels of consciousness. Yeah, well, it's quite conceivable that they're using it um, in some way, yes, right. I'd say. Now, up in Alaska, you're very close to uh, Mount McKinley, which is the highest mountain in North America. And you mentioned the Himalayas earlier. So is there any connection with Mount McKinley and, and your discoveries? Well, there is in the sense that the, um, the landforms there uh, have a resonance with the pentagram grid. And in terms of the, uh, the backbone of the uh, Rocky Mountains, that's obviously a hugely significant geographical feature of North America. Oh, yeah. Like I was telling you just before we went on the air, um, last night I was looking at Mount McKinley and I noticed that it lines right up with the uh, Continental Divide and Mount Robson. So Mount McKinley is the highest mountain in North America. And then uh, Mount Logan's the second highest mountain. And the line comes within 20 kilometers of Mount Logan. It passes right over Mount Robson, which is the highest mountain in the Canadian Rockies and passes within a few kilometers of the Columbia ice fields, which is the hydrographic apex of North America, meaning that water flows from that point on the continent and it flows to the Pacific, the Arctic, and the Atlantic Oceans from there. So it continues, if you follow this line and continue it on down, it ends up right at Machu Picchu. And incidentally, if you draw the line north from Machu Picchu, it heads off at a bearing of 333.45 degrees, which has some resonance with the 11s again. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you, how do you go about discovering all this stuff? <laughs> how, how, what do you actually do in terms of your own awareness and consciousness? Well, it's all about, um, you know, it's a feedback loop, right? You read something. I listen to a, a station called Red Ice Creations. Yeah. .com, which yeah. has a lot of uh, really interesting um, people on it talking about a wide variety of things. And it often triggers something in me. And, and as soon as something's triggered on in me geographically, I go to Google Earth and I drop in a place mark. And, you know, sometimes I'll even draw a line or two to other things. It, it's just about synchronicity. It's, it's really a lot about synchronicity, actually. Well, I'm finding my life is actually being ruled by synchronicity right now. It's, it's, uh, it's just nonstop. And as you say, you just have to open yourself up and allow and accept whatever's coming, but then follow up and do the research and check things out. Yeah. So it just comes from, you know, like everyone else, I have a body of knowledge that I've acquired my whole life. Um, in this case, about geography, because I'm interested in it. And so, you know, I may know of physical features on the earth and then I and then you can kind of see, oh, maybe that that looks like it might be at a five point. So you measurement. And of course, you know, it usually turns out that something is going on. Well, you're the first person that I've actually uh, connected with who actually uses the ley line grids and the pentagram structures to actually align with the actual physical geographic features of the earth. So it's, it's another dimension that I've not come across before. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked for this work, and I've seen some other people have put some things out about Earth grids, but they didn't correspond to what I found. And, or, or people seem to be, like, 
the earth is has this grid on it but really there's the grid centered in the pacific and there's the one centered on washington dc and i suspect that there's pentagram grids centered in many more places probably 12 given the the nature of the research i've been doing well kevin we're coming up to our final break which we'll take now it's peter tongue for awakening to conscious co-creation This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaim TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Have with me today, Kevin McMahon, who's done an unbelievable job in working with Google Earth in a relatively short time to uncover a tremendous grid system that wraps itself around the planet and interconnects with some of the great circle ley lines uh, that we are connecting with. And uh, Kevin, I just wanted to bring you back to um, a comment you made earlier because a couple of weeks ago on the show, Hugh Newman was talking about megalithic structures and ley line grids, and he was talking about the rainbow serpent line and the feathered serpent line. And the fact that they cross in only two places on the planet, one is in Bali and one is uh, in the island of the sun in Lake Titicaca. And he actually talked about dazzling those lines and the fact that this, the one line, the rainbow serpent line comes up through Mount Shasta in California and continues on up north. And you mentioned earlier uh, in the first segment, I think it was, that you have tracked this line that goes from the island of the sun um, in Lake Titicaca and actually that comes through downtown Victoria, where, where I live. And I think you've also discovered something else about the space station connected to that line. So just explain that to us. 
Okay, so I, I was looking at uh, Victoria and um, drawing lines. There's, an, there's a centennial fountain in a prominent location in Victoria, the Centennial Square, and I was drawing lines one day just seeing if things might line up randomly because I know Victoria and, and so uh, I was looking into it. And um, there's a structure, there's a statue, um, not a statue, what do you call a sculpture known as the Bright Pearl, which is a giant stainless steel earth that sits on a, uh, like a pool of water and you can rotate it and it has all these uh, lines on it, which are distances to other cities. So I drew a line through there and through the center of the fountain and noticed that it, it lines right up with uh, the island of the sun in Lake Titicaca. And so if you continue this line up to the north, it goes right up the spine of Vancouver Island. And so it's another line where the geography is following the um, monuments and connecting in this case with the what's known as the second chakra of the earth. And so what's really, when, uh, when Kevin said this, my, my jaw dropped because on my birthday last year, November the 1st, 1-11, I did ceremony uh, with two other colleagues in downtown Victoria and we went to three, it was actually connected to Orion's belt in the head of the scorpion, which is Scorpio in our landscape. And we split off and went to three places. And the bright pearl was the exact place where I did the energy work and actually spun that um, globe with all those distances. Because in Victoria, it's considered to be the middle point between the east and the west, Centennial Square representing the west and Chinatown the east in a very short distance, just a few meters but on a bigger scale, a fractal scale, representing the east and the west in the world. And so I actually did ceremony there last year on the 111. So when you said that, it goes straight through the bright pearl from uh, the island of the sun. And one of our members of our meditation group actually did a ceremony on the island of the sun with a shaman priest there not so long ago. So that connection, obviously, is, is significant. It seems to be. And, and, and just like so many other things, they mark it with, with monuments. So it's like Scott Onstott's Secrets in Plain Sight. It's right there. So in terms of the work that we're doing and the work that's been done across the planet, it seems to me that one of the uh, responsibilities we have in helping uh, the planet shift into these higher vibrational frequencies is to actually to go to these sites and do sacred ceremony at these uh, megalithic sites, at these deliberately built structures, because my sense is that the grid lines themselves are neutral and it simply requires us to feed into them the appropriate types of energy to raise the vibrational frequencies of the planet. It could be, yeah. You know, you just mentioned to me off the air about uh, a journey of a giant rock from Stonehenge. What's that all about? Uh, the rock is not actually from Stonehenge. It's made of the same... It's from the same quarry as the rocks that were put in Stonehenge. But they're um, taking this rock around and uh, they're taking it to different locations in England and placing it on ley lines. And then they're, they're inviting the public to come in and to touch this rock. And the rock is eventually being shipped around the world, coming through Vancouver for some reason, 
and it's going to end up at the International Peace Garden in a giant um, structure that they're building. There's a rock that's going around Canada, and there's a rock that's going around the States, and then there's another 252 rocks that are coming from all around the world to build another structure in the garden. And I just want to mention that the weight of this rock happens to be four tons, which is 8,818 pounds. And I secretly wonder if the rock is actually 8,880 pounds to that to um, reflect the distance between the Peace Garden and the Peace Pyramid in, as, um, in Kazakhstan. So this International Peace Garden that's in the middle of nowhere seems to have some real significance. Yeah, it, it does. It actually sits on a geographic feature called Turtle Mountain. So it actually rises up above the prairie uh, around it. And apparently, according to Court Lindahl, that they knew about it back in the 1700s, I believe, and, and placed um, rune stones to mark the location of it. So it's not a, a recent, the garden's a recent phenomenon, 1932, but it appears they knew about this spot since, you know, at least the 1700s and probably forever, really. And you said it's called Turtle Mountain? Turtle Mountain, yeah. Because that, again, that ties in again with the work we were doing in uh, Manitoba with Manitoapi, which is the belief that uh, North America is Turtle Island, and Manitoapi is the central segment of the uh, segments in the back, the 13 segments, which represent the 13 moon cycle of the year, that the, the central segment of that is sitting on the back of Turtle, of the Turtle. So it's interesting Again, that link in to turtle, the turtle energy and, and turtle mountain there. So, Kevin, is there, is there a website uh, connected to the, the stone, um, stone movements around uh, the planet uh, from the, the stone henge material? Yeah, it's circleoffriendship.co.uk. Circle of friendship. And what's... what's What's interesting about it, or another interesting thing, is they, they have a list of all their supporters, and it's supposedly it's a peace rock, but 90% of the supporters are military outfits, you know, like the Royal Marines of blah, 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 and the police force of Kenya, and the it goes on and on. There's a list of, I don't know, 60, 70 supporters, and they're almost all military outfits. So it, it's odd, seems like an odd thing for me for a peace rock. <laughs> it does and perhaps it's perhaps it's the measure of the of the duality that we're seeing in the way that all of these different uh, structures have been built and designed and the way in which they're being used uh, in these grids to either activate or to uh, dumb down or deaden down it's uh, it's it's quite remarkable isn't it how how this is unfolding it is remarkable so what's, uh, what's next for you? What, what, what are you going to be looking into next in terms of your work? Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever synchronicity delivers, I guess. <laughs> That's a great answer because, you know, it seems to me right now we have no clue what the, next, what the outcomes are going to be. It's, it seems to be pretty pointless to try and plan anything because spirit is just moving in a way to, to guide us in a particular direction. Yeah. I wanted to mention something that's a bit of a tangent, but the, um, we're talking about these energy grids and the, and the monuments and harp and different things. 
I have a, I think that the um, smart meter system that they're putting in, one of the main reasons for it is that they have a specifically located um, frequency device in everybody's home that they know exactly where it is and they can triangulate between different devices. So that's just my own idle speculation that I think fits into all of this. So how, how would that be used, do you think? Well, I think it could be used to manipulate moods that they could actually target individuals because they could triangulate with the grid, right? Yeah. So they could manipulate moods of people or thoughts of people potentially. I mean, this is all just wild speculation, but yeah, 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 yeah. given my other work and what I see they're doing with monuments and harp and things. Okay, I need to mention one more thing about uh, November 11th is the 11th month. And on the 11th day at the 11th hour, people gather around the planet around cenotaphs, which are basically obelisks, to pay their respect to the dead. Uh, the war dead. And so it's all this convoluted, tied together, peace rock supported by the military. We're gathering on 9-11. I mean, sorry, 11-11, which in the Roman calendar was actually 9-11. So there's these uh, coincidences. I mentioned. <laughs> well, Kevin, that's actually brought us to the end of the, the show and is, and is leaving people uh, with some real thoughts about what is really going on and, and what is happening on the planet. And I happen to believe that we've got an incredible opportunity uh, from the work that people like yourself are doing to really understand the magnitude of this and how we can play a tremendous role in helping the planet to move into a pace of, of peace, love, and harmony. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing. I think you've done a phenomenal job in a relatively short time. And I'm looking forward to working further with you uh, as, as this unfolds. So thank you for joining me on the show today. Thanks, Peter. I appreciate being on. Fantastic. Thank you. So next week, my guest is going to be Dave Kachain, who is an Indian chief from the Anishinaabe in Manitoba. And he's doing some wonderful work on creating uh, peace and harmony between the First Nations people and the white man in the middle of North America. And he'll be talking about his work and gatherings that he's planning to create for the greater good of all, with peace on the planet, with all tribes, all creeds, all nationalities involved. So have a great week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.